Welcome to the Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast, starring Q the Boss and Mar. Yo, 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 yo. Yes. Another blessed day to be back in the building and talking about this great content. Today we have a dope, 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 dope topic. Today we're talking about a generation. When I say this, I'm going to say this loud. A generation. A generation of loneliness. You have so many people lonely in these days because of um, a lot of different things. We gonna, I want to engage with my audience today. All my people that show so much love on social media, I want to involve you in this content. Today, we're doing a Q&A, and I'm going to be involving you guys a lot. I really want to do this episode with all the people that show us so much love and so much support. Today, I'm very proud. Let me give myself a round of applause. My book, my book, I want to say this again. My book is officially out. The Art of Reprogramming the Mindset. Listen, Cuter Boss's book is on Barnes & Nobles. We're in Amazon. We're on every platform. For those who want to get a faster way to get to my book, click the link in my bio. It'll take you right to Amazon to take a look at the book. Check it out. We've done very well so far, guys. I'm loving it. The feedback is definitely fire. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm very ecstatic and very excited. I'm officially a published author. You know, um, someone believed in me. They actually pushed me to do the book. And I'm very excited about it. So I want to give myself another round of applause. And I, and I want to also say this. And I want to say this. You know, um, I wrote I wrote, I wrote everything in my book, just so you know that. My book is not, no uh, um, person wrote my book. I wrote my whole book myself. I wrote my whole book myself. It has a lot of meaningful content in the book. And, um, you know, but I, I, I'm going to let you guys check it out. I'm going to give it some time, is it, some time and then we're going to actually do some more episodes talking about the book. You know, that's what we're going to do. There's some top chapters in there. I talk about generational wealth. I talk about what is a father. I talk about the mindset a lot in this book. This book is about mentality and understanding how to change your mentality. But today, but today we're talking about a special episode, a generation of loneliness. You know, today uh, uh, my manager, you know, for the, for the podcast came in today and came up with a topic. And I was like, yo, that's actually a dope topic. So what do you think about this generation of loneliness. What do you guys think about that? You know, generation of loneliness. A generation of loneliness. You know, let me start talking about this. How do we feel about online dating? Do we think that's good? Or do we think it's bad? Do we think it's good or do we think it's bad? I'm curious to what y'all feel about online dating. Do you think online dating is good? Or do you think online dating is bad? Do you think the virtual re reality of the world has actually hurt the, the dating scene or made it better? You know, I'm curious. You know, from what I've seen, I've seen a lot of people that's engaging right now. They said, bad to each his own. Uh, uh, um, it's a crisis. It's bad. People aren't true themselves. They're not who they really are. You know, they say 62% of Tinder users are mostly men. You know, and um, I'm curious about that. 62% of Tinder users, they said, is mostly men. So that means 
you know, the additional is pretty much men are more on that particular dating app than women. So I'm asking you, do you think that the men that are on this dating app are there because they're trying to hook up with women? Or do you think they're really looking for a relationship? Serial daters, you don't have, uh, you don't share energies with another one's vibe. See, this is what I'm agreeing with. Men are not looking for love on this app. I agree 100%. You know, we look at a social media today, and I realize that social media has become a big uh, free fall of lies. You know, a lot of people have created false realities in the world. They make the world, they take in that word perception and they influ, in, infused it times 10 to make people believe that they're doing better than what they're actually doing. You know, we live in a generation where there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. You know, I don't want to meet the representative. I've actually, I, I prefer to meet the person. That's why me personally, I'd rather meet someone in person. You know, we live in a world now where I can post a highlight reel of my greatest moments and now people believe that this is truly my life. And I disagree with that statement. We live in a generation where a lot of people are lonely. And why I say lonely is because they're not comfortable being with themselves. We live with a bunch of people who are not comfortable being alone. And this is a very prominent thing that's going on in society. You have more people looking to be completed by an individual opposed to completing themselves. More people are looking for a mate rather than finding themselves. You know, they they out here trying to uh, think that they'll be better if they find someone. You know, I'm going to tell you something, and this is my theory. I think a relationship should challenge you to become greater and better. I think the person that you choose to engage with or to uh, build a future with should, should compliment you. I'm not going to say you guys going to have a perfect relationship, but I definitely think that too many people are looking for just to say they have a man or just to say they have a woman. You know, I've noticed people who would literally date way under their standards and then complain about the standard that they've chosen. And I think that's crazy. You know, and they literally will say something like, oh, this person is lazy and they're not this, but it took you seven years to realize that. Come on, we're in a world now where we got to be honest with ourselves. I feel like too many people are creating, and their focus is on superficial things like astrology, politics. Uh, um, they, they, they're caught up in a lot of foolish things. Here's my question for you guys. You know, do you think that astrology is true? Do you think if the tarot cards tell you that a Taurus, which I am, is not supposed to be with XYZ? Technically, from what I see, it says that my astrology sign I think compatible is uh, uh, Cancers and Scorpios. That's what it says in my astrology cards. I don't know if it's true. I'm asking you guys. Do you believe that astrology is truth? Because I've, I'm going to be honest with you. I met people who are clearly wrong as far as astrology goes, but the relationship works because there's two grown-ups that are willing to compromise. You know, and, and I've learned that. There are tons of people who've definitely, they're not, they're not quote-unquote to the astrology cards compatible, but yet and still it works. You know, and I'm in a world right now where social media is controlling life. See, sometimes when I talk to people, and they tell me things like, yo, I can't find a good woman. And I say, here's the issue for me. Most people are looking with their eyes opposed to with their brain. 
when you look, when you notice that a lot of people are so visual that they can't see what the person is. I look beyond what I can see when I'm looking for a person or trying to date. I look beyond the physical. The physical is nothing, and it doesn't last. You know, if I'm if I'm thinking with my bottom head, there's no way my top head can control the situation because my bottom head is clearly thinking more than my top head. You know, my mother always said something to me when I was young, and I thank her for this. My mother always said, when you're dating, you should date someone who compliments your future self. You shouldn't date someone that only accommodates who you are today. Because here's logic. Let's say I'm dating somebody right now. We like to have fun. Every day is turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up. We in the parties. We're in a club. We always doing things that are fun. So what happens now when I change and I start focusing on my career and my life, but this person still want to party and turn up? Ultimately, you will outgrow that person. There are tons of men and tons of women who have outgrown each other. This is why we're in a generation of loneliness. People aren't willing to come out of their comfort zones. You know, a lot of people have not worked on something called self-improvement and self-awareness. They don't understand what that means. They're not self-aware of their own hindering results. You know, when I look at myself, right, I ask myself all the time, am I comfortable being alone? If you're not comfortable being alone, then you definitely shouldn't be in a relationship because you're only in a relationship because you don't, you're not comfortable being yourself. I think the most healthiest relationships to me is two grown-ups that could afford themselves. To me, a man should have his life together before pursuing a woman and a woman should have her life together before pursuing a man. And the reason why I say that is because once a man doesn't ha- or a man don't have his life together and the woman has certain expectations, she'll never respect him. And then vice versa for a woman. The man won't respect her because he become controlling. A lot of men that tend to pay for a lot of bills for women, they do it for a factor of control. And vice versa for a woman. A woman will not respect a man that she doesn't deem a man if he doesn't have the physical capabilities of helping her or being the man that she expects. So sometimes we hear people say, oh, she don't respect men. I'm not, she don't respect men. She don't respect you. Because of the fact that your situation is not together, but yet and still you're trying to take on a woman. And the problem with that is a lot of women won't respect a man that they don't consider a man. But a lot of people will get mad and say that a lot of women aren't, they're, they're, they're not uh, willing to play the team factor. How can I be a teammate with a person when I'm doing everything? I got to get the rebounds. I got to block the ball. I got to get the assists. I got to get the steals. And I got to get the points. But we're talking about a team. That is not a team. That is a hindrance. That is a person that's carrying a relationship and ultimately they will fall. Because I'm going to tell you something, you'll get burnt out. Everyone gets burnt out in relationships when you have to do too much. And that's the problem right now. You know, we live in a world right now where tons of people are, are they, there's a generation of loneliness. Everyone is fighting against each other. And I'm so frustrated with hearing men and women go against each other. I stand here confidently and say, with my hand held high to God, ladies, I need you. And ladies, I want you to need me. We need each other. 
And I don't want no one to sit here and keep saying men don't need women and women don't need men. We do need each other. Because I'm going to tell you something. If it wasn't necessary, why would God create genders? Why would God create a gender if it wasn't necessary? There are reasoning for women and there are reasoning for men. And I'm going to record and say this truth. And this is being 100% honest. If it was up to me to bear children, the world would be empty. I'm going I'm, to I'm be honest with you. I'm going to say this one more time. If it was up to me to bear children, the world would be empty. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I've witnessed one of my children being born. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I have the strength to do it. You know, it, it, it's given me a different level of um, respect for women. You know, I come from a single mother of six, right? And my mother always showed me the strengths of a woman. And I always say this on record, and a lot of people don't like when I say this, and I, it is one of my favorite lines. I truly believe that the man only goes to the level of the woman he chooses. If a man chooses a woman who's comfortable being at this level, he's only going to get to this level because of the fact that she's going to accept him at that level. But if a man wants to go so much further, he will choose a woman that pushes him. And the reason why is because of this. Women naturally have a gift for nurturing, right? And being a nurturer, a nurturer can bring out the greatness in something. That's a woman's gift. This is something that we can't take from a woman. A woman can literally take a, a low-end man and motivate him to become great. He's always had the potential, but it took her support to actually make him believe that he can become so great. And this is one thing I will always say is a positive about knowing the roles. Women, you guys are great nurturers. Men are falling behind in the provision aspect now. And I'm going to go on record and say it. Tons of men want these women to submit to them, but they're not giving them nothing to submit to. I'm going to keep it real with you. And I don't want to sound like I'm being, uh, 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 what do you call that, uh, um, a male chauvinistic guy. And I want, this, I want this live and truthful. And this is me being 100% honest with my audience. I have never had an issue with a woman submitting to me. A lot of men cry about women not submitting to them. I can't relate to it. I've never had that issue. And the reason why I can say I never had that issue, and I've dated some very alpha strong females, but I'm a very alpha male myself. My mother was a very alpha female. So she prepared me on how to deal with very alpha strong females. I'm very attracted to strong women because of my mother. My mother showed me that a woman can literally help you get to levels of no, you can't, no point of no return. My mother showed me that because my mother was always my biggest fan. So the man that people see in front of them today is because of my mother. A lot of men run from those women because they're nervous that these women come with voices. So they call the word combative. The word combative has been blown out of proportion. The word combative, argumentative. She doesn't submit. <coughs> what do you want? A slave? What do you want, a slave? I don't want a woman that's my slave. The whole, the whole word is life mate, partner, right? If we understand a life mate and a partner, why do you want someone to submit to you? Wouldn't you want someone to help build with you? Is my logic. I don't want nobody that's going to submit to every time and not be willing to speak up for themselves. 
especially when I'm wrong. It's a difference between building a home with a woman and putting your woman in front of the home as your doormat. There's a big difference between building a home with a woman and putting a woman in front of your home as your doormat. I don't want my woman as my doormat. And a lot of times when you talk like this, a lot of men say stuff like, oh my God, he's, a, he's a, um, what they, what's the word? He's, what's the word? They like to say, he's a simp. Yeah, he's a beta male. And I'm going to blow your mind. The guys that tend to talk like that, I bet you I could take their woman. I guarantee it. And I bet you their women will see me more alpha than they see them. And that's a fact. Again, I have never had a problem with a woman submitting to me in my life, ever. And the reason being is because I'm the one that works hard. I'm going to work harder than her. I'm going to always do what I have to do. I'm going to always bust my behind to prove to her that I am worthy to be your king. And I want her to prove to me that she is worthy to be my queen. That's the difference. A lot of men, right, they want these women to fall in line but they're not proving that they're worthy enough to be her king. So why would a woman look at you as a king when you don't even carry yourself as a king? We got to call it what it is. And I'm going to tell you why I'm harder on men. And, and, and let, me, let me clear this up. A lot of times, a lot of men say stuff to me like, yo, bro, sometimes you're too hard on men. I'm going to tell you why I'm harder on men. And this is my truth. We bring up the Bible. The Bible says the man is the head, not the tail, right? The head being the, the, the number one, meaning the ruler, right? So if I come to, you, to your, your building, right, and, and the house is dirty, I'm not going to the kids and yelling at them about the house being dirty. I'm going to look at the parents, right? So with that being said, you got to always go to the head. The problem has always got to be fixed with the head for it to trickle down. So if the heads are not leading accordingly, I could never see why am I blaming women. I'm not going to say my women don't have a part in the issues of today's society. What I'm saying is we need to fix the heads, which is the men. A lot of my men don't want to step up as men anymore. They run from their responsibility. And then they blame women for being the way they are. When a lot of times... And a lot of men going to hate me for this. They're going to hate me for this. A lot of men are the reason why a lot of women are the way they are today. They're cheating. They're hurting them. They're lying to them. The verbally abusive words have made so many women so strong because they have to deal with a lot of the toxic things that's going on in today's society. Too many women being taken advantage of. Too many women are being hurt. I had to tell a young guy the other day, there's a difference between a pimp and a liar. A pimp is one who tells a woman the truth. I have other women, I'm going to see this woman on Monday night, and this is what it is. And she accepts it. That's a pimp. A liar is, hey, I'm going to spend time with my grandmother knowing you're going to spend time with another woman. So now we call that pimping. That's not pimping, that's lying. I'm going to tell you men something, let's be fair. Let's give a woman an opportunity to pick and choose that if she wants to get in a situation. What I don't like about us as men is we take their right away from them. Meaning, we feed them a lot of lies 
ultimately knowing that we have a goal and a mission. So you're feeding her uh, 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 um, ideas of you working it out and being with her seriously, knowing that your whole concept and goal is to just have sex with her. You know, give her a choice. If that's your goal, there are women out here who would accept that. You can literally say, yo, I just want to have some fun. Let's turn up. Let's get to know each other. There are a lot of women that are with that, right? But there are a lot of men who take that right from them. They take that right. And that's not fair. This is why you have a lot of women who are bitter and scorned because so many men have lied to them and led them on to the point where their heart's been broken. Now we understand that women are emotional, right? Everyone knows that women are emotional, right? And knowing that women are emotional, Tyler, we already understand that women are emotional, so we're getting mad at the fact that she's been hurt and she's emotional. That's a woman's nature. Why are we getting mad at women for being what they are? They're emotional creatures. Especially when they're on their menstrual. It's even more. So what you got to call it what it is. I'm starting to notice that more men are starting to be more emotional than women. Y'all going to hate me today. But there are a lot of men who are starting to be more emotional than women. And I don't find that healthy. The reason being is, I'm going to tell you, a man, right? We know how to control our emotions in every setting. I cannot hit you and then say, oh, you should have never cursed at me. That is not a man. That's a little boy. That is a little boy. I cannot hit you because you cursed at me and say, you should have never cursed at me. That's a child. This is high school tactics. You know, and I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of women were raised broken. They are. But you have to understand why. You have a mother who wanted you to do the right thing by a man. And a man probably broke her heart with a bunch of lies and games. And I'm going to tell you something what I don't like. Like, and I'm dropping bombs today. I don't care who get mad. A woman shouldn't be measured, right, by how much she's willing to tolerate from a bad perspective of a man. How much badness he can do to her for her to be measured how good of a woman she is. A lot of men measure how good a woman is by how much bad she takes from a man. I don't think that's good. I think that's horrible. I used to think like that. And I'm going to call it what it is. I used to believe that a woman who was good was a woman who was willing to tolerate my bull. And I think that's so unfair to women. You know, and I'm going to call it what it is. I'm so sorry to my ladies that I used to believe that the more I did bad to you and the more you was willing to tolerate for me, the better of a woman you was. And I think that's so unfair to a woman. That's so unfair. You know, and I'm, and I'm just telling my honesty. See, one thing about me, you'll never be able to call me out on no foolishness because I'm going to tell my truth. I won't lie to you. I don't have a reason to lie. The reason why I don't have a reason to lie, because my platform is about telling the truth. You know what I'm saying? Any weapons formed against me shall not prosper because I give it to my Lord and Savior, and my Lord knows that I'm telling my truth. And one thing I don't do is tell my lies. I tell my truth. So that's what makes me a man, is because I can admit my wrongs. And now I'm trying to teach the next generation to think a lot better. I'm not trying to recreate the issue that I see was the problem. Men, we have to own up that we've broken our women. We have to own it. Right? Let's call it what it is. You have a girl right now. She got three baby fathers. 
automatically a man would assume that she's no good, right? But let's listen to the logic. We, if you don't look into it from its totality, you won't understand. What if all three men led her on to believe that he wanted to be a family with her and told her he loved her, he wanted to spend the rest of his life with her, and then every time she settled down, had a child with this guy, right? And now what happens is the guy leaves after they have a child. No one will look that deep into it. They're going to just look at her as she's no good. That's how bad it is on women. Women can judge harder than men. Men, we do some of the most filthiest, dirtiest, nastiest things, but if a woman has a simple blemish on her, she's considered no good to men. Come on, man. We got to grow up. We got to grow up. This is not fair. This is why we have a generation of loneliness. So many people are lo alone because they want you to forgive them for all their mistakes, but yet and still we aren't willing to forgive others for their mistakes. As I scroll through social media, right, all I see is what is the depiction of what beautiful looks like to, to, to the new generation of women. And I'm going to be honest with you. They are brainwashed. I'm not attracted to the superficial look. And what I mean by the superficial look, I'm going to call it what it is. Anybody get mad? Your, your, your priorities, your integrity is what you want. I don't think a woman has to have fake body parts for me to consider sexy. I think a woman has to have a mindset. I am so attracted to a mentality, a thinking. To me, that is sexy. And one thing about a, the way a person thinks, it doesn't have a look. I met some of the most foolish looking people who were some of the most intelligent people. I met some of the youngest guys in the world who were super intelligent. I met some old fools. So when I'm looking at life now and I'm going through life and I'm navigating the waters, I'm starting to see so many people who you would never know who are more intelligent than what they look like. Because the fact of the matter is we judge. We live in a very judgmental world. Everything is based on what social media consider acceptable. And now, if it's not acceptable to social media, it's not considered dope or good. Superficial. I've gotten so out of my superficial ways that I don't even look at what society says is beautiful anymore. I've changed my mentality. You understand? Listen, we need to come back to reality and stop, stop uh, uh, leaving the world and stop lying to ourselves. We live in a world where there's a lack of God in our lives. People need to build God, put a relationship back in God. I don't care what a human thinks about me, but I do care about what my God thinks about me. So a person can say whatever they want. And anybody that agrees with what I just said, please let me get some likes. Let me get some likes. I do not care about what a human thinks about me, but I definitely care about what my God thinks about me. I care. So I'm going to tell you something. I truly believe the God that I worship cares about me and how I represent him. How am I saying I'm a son of God, but yet and still I'm judging my sisters? Every woman, whether white, black, blue, or green, is my sister. And every man that walks earth is my brother. I don't agree with my sisters all the time. I don't agree with my brothers all the time, but I still love my sisters and my brothers, regardless of whatever they do or don't do. Because I'm going to tell you something. You cannot get mad at a person who doesn't love themselves, who don't know how to be loved. We live in a world where people don't know what love looks like. So they run around here falsifying their, their world to be accepted. The world is very unconfident. A lot of people are very insecure. So I'm not mad anymore. I'm going to try to build up my sister opposed to judging her for her past. And I'm going to try to build up my brother rather than judging him for his past. I'm going to tell you something. One of the greatest fathers I know was a guy that was horrible at being a father. He'd become one of the greatest fathers I know because I told him the truth. 
I'm going to tell you what I said to him. This is going to be honest. As a good friend I have, right? One day we were sitting down, and this guy has a beautiful car. He has a beautiful house. But ever since him and his ex broke up, all he did was talk bad about his son's mother to the point where I used to get so uncomfortable because I saw the relationship for what it was. He's created this false uh, uh, mentality that she was so bad to him. But in reality, he was really bad to her. Yes, he has become a great man now. But I remember who he was. So now that he's into the church, he's, he's God-fearing, he's all of these things, he's completely blocked out who he used to be. So when he talks bad about her, I, I, I said to myself, it used to fester with me to the point where I used to get frustrated because I wanted to tell him, like, yo, bro, you were not that great. So I said, you know what? Today's the day. Today is the day. He brought up his, he brought up his son's mother. He said, you know what? My son, mother, this and my say, I'm going to tell you something, brother. You are a piece of crap. And I'm going to be honest with you. The words started flowing. By the time I'm, I'm like, oh, my God. I didn't even, man, I called this man. This man was sitting in awe and shocked. But as much as I could talk crap, as much as I could defend myself, too. I don't fear no man but God. And I say that confidently with conviction. I don't fear no man but God. So if you're going to get mad at me telling you the truth, then it is what it is. Just keep your gun at home. Put your hands up. I bet you most men won't do that. See, guns have made a lot of chumps tough. That's the problem. Because a lot of men ain't got their hands, hands put on them. This is why they put hands on females. This is why they will talk crazy because they got guns. If you eliminate the guns, a lot of men won't be as tough as they are now. And I'm just going to call it what it is. Guns have made suckers act tough. And that's the truth. This is why so many men think they're so alpha. Because of your gun. Leave your gun at home and let's go in a room one-on-one -on -one for a couple of seconds and let's see who the alpha and who the beta is. But they won't do it. They're going to bring the gun. This is the problem. So we're going to talk about society, talk about the guns. That's what's killing us. Now I'm going to go back into what I said to him. I said, I got to tell you something. He said, what? I called him out. I called him out. I said, yo, you do this, you that, you this, you that. You know what he said to me? He couldn't say nothing because he knew alpha was here. Alpha was here. I was, I was beta in the relationship because I cared about our friendship. I was willing to walk away from our friendship at that moment because I had to tell my truth. I said, you hurt that woman. You did that woman foul. You lied to that woman. I remember you used to tell me and use my name to go run around with other women and tell that woman you was hanging out with me. You broke that woman. That woman is very sad and depressed because of what you put her through. She hasn't healed. And you're dissing her because you, you know she hasn't healed. When you owe her uh, uh, um, trying to help her heal, you owe it to her because you broke her. And now you want to diss her because of the fact that she hasn't healed. What kind of man are you? You're the one that created that problem. But yet and still you want to ignore it and act like she is the issue. You're the issue. You, feel, you healed. You're clear. You're good. And you're in the clear. But she hasn't healed yet. So this is why you have co-parenting problems. So you're dissing her because of the co-parenting problems, but you don't realize you created those problems. And it's so unfair to her that she, she's not healed and you're dissing her. You should step up, brother, and help that woman because that woman is broken. And the sad part is, this is your child's mother. And I'm going to tell my lady something on record. If a man talks bad about his child's mother or his mother, he ain't no man. I don't care what nobody say. I'm going to tell you, my son mother could be the worst of the worst. 
And I will still stand here and say this. I will never talk bad about my son mother maliciously with intent to disrespect her name. Why? Because this is my son's mother. And if I respect my son the way I say I do, then I think I should respect his mother. Because I'm going to tell you something. If I meet a woman, and let's say her mother's a piece of crap, right? I don't care what she is. If I love her enough, I'm going to respect her annoying, uh, headache mother. Because the reality is, love is shown by your actions and the willingness to accept people that I know you love because I love you. Look what I just said. I'm going to say that one more time. Love is showed because by me accepting her mother because of the fact that I love her. So I look at my girl and say, I'm biting my tongue, girl. Right now. You know I can't stand your mother. That's a real man. That's a real woman. And that's what we need to get back to. To the point, regardless of whatever, we respected our, our mates, mother, and fathers. You know, I'm in, a, I'm in a world right now in a generation full of loneliness. It's so many people who are bitter, scorned, and lonely because of the fact that they don't see the decisions that they're making. They don't see the way they're treating society, how they're acting in the world. They can't see it because we're too busy pointing the finger. Everything is about what you've done opposed to what you're doing to not make the world better. I'm going to work on making the world better. I'm going to spend less time talking about the issues of the world, but I'm going to try to be more of an example. So when you try to become an example, now everyone holds you to the, I'm not perfect. So please nobody think that. But I'm definitely trying to become a solution. Definitely trying to become a solution. I am not perfect, but I'm definitely trying to become a solution. So I pray that nobody holds me to this level. I make mistakes every day, but I'm conscious and I'm working on becoming a better person. That's what makes you a true person. When you acknowledge your issues and say to yourself that I know I need to be fixed. I fall to my knees every day and say, God, forgive me. I, I, I did not mean to do this. I'm human. I make poor choices. You know, the Bible says, God said, Forgive them, Father, for they not know what they do. That told me right there, my God is willing to forgive me. And I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of women and a lot of men. We need to repent to each other. We need to say sorry. Ladies, I understand your baby father may not be the greatest man. But understand, there's a part of that child that is a part of him, regardless of whatever. Even when the guy talks bad about his kid, I always told him, like, yo, a part of that kid is his, his mother. You know, we need to stop doing this and using children as a pawn. That is the most unhealthiest uh, uh, raising of a child that you could possibly see. You know, nowadays, everyone values money. Money has become a problem. You know, the other day, I fell, I fell down and I started crying. You know, and, and, and look, one thing, I'm vulnerable. And I'm not ashamed of nothing. I don't care what somebody think about me. I, I fell on my knees. I started crying. And I'm going to tell you a quick story. My son, I was in prison, right? And, and um, my son was in foster care when I, when I got locked up. His mother was having problems. Anyway, she lost custody. My son was in foster care. I said to myself, like, Q, when you get home, first thing you need to do is get to that damn courthouse and get custody of your son. The day I got released, I would say I got released on a Thursday. That Monday, I put in a petition for me to get granted custody of my son, right? 
And while I'm sitting in the courtroom, the judge disrespected me so bad, called me out. No real man's going to jail and having their children out here suffering and da da da. He said a lot of things that a weak man would have took offense to. I didn't take offense. He was right. The way his delivery was was a little harsh, but I learned how to hear the words. The words of what he was saying was something I needed to hear. In today's society, people get so caught up on a delivery opposed to the words that they miss the message. This is why I created Don't Let That Go Over Your Head. The whole concept of Don't Let That Go Over Your Head is don't miss the message. So at that moment, when he was speaking to me, I listened to the words. I said, wow, he's right. I did leave my son out here in the world. My son is in foster care because of my decision making. And in my mind, initially, I was like, I was out here hustling, trying to feed my family. That's an excuse. There is no more accountability. At that moment, I became so accountable that I looked at the judge and I said, Yana, can I say something to you? He said, yes. I said, I got something real to say. I said, I want to really say something from the bottom of my heart. He said, go ahead, Mr. Brown. I said, Yana, before I am a man, I'm a father first. He looked at me and said, keep going. I said, I'm a father first. And I promise you, you will never have a problem with me in, in, in um, these courts ever again, whether it's criminal or whether it's family. Never again. He said, Mr. Brown, I'm going to grant you temporary custody, but you got to do um, anger management classes and also family classes. I said, no problem. I took the family classes, flew through it with flying colors. I took the anger management classes and flew through it with flying colors. And after I finished that, right, I realized that at that moment, I needed therapy. I went and got therapy on my own and started speaking to a therapist about what was wrong with me. And at that moment, I started realizing that all the initial pain that I had started releasing. A lot of people need to learn that therapy is not a white people thing. Therapy is not an Asian person thing. Therapy is a people thing. People need to seek therapy because a lot of people are hurt. So the rule of life is hurt people, hurt people. That's what it is. More people are hurting each other because of the fact that they're not happy. And once I started doing that, I fell in love with myself. And once I fell in love with myself, I started wanting to help other people. I created my platform to help people. I don't beg anybody for money. I don't beg anybody. To, all I say is like, share, comment, or, or push the content. Somebody needs to hear it. That's all I want. You know, because why? Somebody needs these messages. There is somebody sitting there right now who is going through so much and wish they had somebody just tell them it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So if I got to be that voice and you hear that, listen to this, and don't let that go over your head, it's going to prevent you from making poor choices, I will be that. Why? Because I've taken on the role of so much because I want to help my culture. And when I say culture, I'm not talking about blacks and whites. I'm talking about people. I love people. My God did not tell me to love blacks. My God did not tell me to love whites. He told me to love everybody. And at this moment, I want everyone to know I love you. I appreciate you. 
and we need to start healing. And the reason why we need to start healing is because I've learned how to heal. I'm no longer the same person I used to be. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I say, God, when you polish things up, boy, you polish things up. Amazing. I am no longer lonely because I walk with somebody else next to me and I know it's God. A lot of us need to learn to find ourselves. We've lost so much time trying to be who other people wanted us to be to the point we don't know who we are. And I'm saying this as your brother, and I'm saying this to my sisters. I want you to know that you need to find yourself and learn to love who you are. Whether you're not where you want to be today, but tomorrow you can be. But you have to learn to love yourself. Stop holding yourself in mental bondage. A lot of us is not willing to accept the mistakes we've made. A lot of us is holding ourselves in, in situations too long. You've paid your restitution already. You've, you've paid your restitution. Enough. Why are you mad at what you did when you was a teenager? Why are you mad at what you did in your 20s? Why are you mad at what you did in your 30s? I don't care if it was a day ago. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Because I've forgiven you. As your brother, I forgive everything. And I tell you right now, I still love you. And I want you to learn to love yourself. And we got to stop working on talking bad about people so much. That's what society wants. Society said divide and you shall conquer. Right now we're in a climate where they're trying to divide men and women. They're trying to divide men and women to the point where they want us to fight against each other. My ladies, I don't want to fight with you. I want to fight with you. Listen again. My ladies, I want to say this on record. To my ladies, to my men, I don't want to fight against you. I want to fight with you. I'm willing to go grab my shield and my sword and we can fight together. No more fighting against each other talking about I don't need a man and I don't need a woman. We need each other. And there's nothing you can tell me otherwise because some, some of the strongest people got some of the strongest people standing behind them. And you might not see them, but they stand in the background. Michelle Obama, she has enough power to stand alone. And so does Barack. But yet and still, they stand high and mighty. Beyonce and Hove, they strong enough to stand alone. But yet and still, they stand together. And when Hove made those mistakes, Beyonce was willing to forgive him. Why? Because she saw the power of family. And people make mistakes. We all human. Jay-Z's not exempt from being a man. Jay-Z's not exempt from being human. He made a mistake. And she knew him better than we do. We only know him on records. She know him personally. So when she forgave him, she knew who she was getting back in a relationship with. So sometimes we need to stop judging so hard and understand that real people make mistakes. And we're all human. And I pray every day that we understand that it's better to forgive sometimes than it is to forget. And there's a lot of people that we need to sit down with right now and tell people that we're sorry for the decisions we made. And to my children, to my child's mother, for everything I've done to you in the past, I want to say I'm sorry. And I'm no longer that same person. And I promise you, my children would only know a greater man of who I'm becoming every day because of the fact that I want to be one of the greatest fathers that ever walked earth. And I want to be one of the greatest sons to my mother that she could ever wish for. And that's my wish and that's my prayer to God. Keep working on me to become a better man every day. And guys, for those who follow my platform and who keep showing love, I want to become an example for you guys every single day. I want you to uh, bring your children here. I want you to tell a friend, to tell a friend, tell a friend. Listen, my book is officially out. 
My book is officially out. For those who want to see the book, who want to purchase the book, my link is in the bio right now. Click the link on my link tree. You can go right to the book. It's on Amazon Prime. It's on Boards and Nobles right now. And it's called The Art of Reprogramming the Mindset. Guys, we have to reprogram our minds. And every day, this is what we're going to do. We're going to build each other. We're going to help each other. We're going to encourage each other. We're going to stop pushing down each other. Stop supporting the negativity, guys. Start supporting the positive. That's how we build up our culture. We got to stop supporting the negativity. And we got to stop saying all white people are racist, all black people. It's not true. You got tons of white people who aren't racist. You got tons of black people who aren't racist. You got people who understand that people are people. You cannot be mad at a white person who was raised ignorant. And you cannot be mad. Listen, I'm going to say this one more time. We got to stop pushing this narrative that all white people are racist. And we got to stop pushing this narrative that all black people are racist. It's not true. You have tons of black people who aren't racist. And you got tons of white people who aren't racist. Trust me, there are ignorant people who was raised by ignorant people and therefore they're only pushing out more ignorance based on the way they were taught. There are tons of people who love black people. There are tons of white people who love me and I got good friends, I got bad friends, both coaches. So let's stop the madness and start working on helping each other, guys, and start pushing each other up. No more uh, uh, um, color separation. I'm not with all that no more. I'm past that stage. And I'm going to tell you something, what I learned about this platform today. There are tons of white people who don't know financial literacy. So black people, let's stop saying that all white people are wealthy. That's not true. That's the elite, and that's the, the sum of them. That's not the most, majority of them. I've traveled a lot of states in the country. There are tons of white people who are Section 8 in welfare, who are struggling also, who need this mental help also. So let's stop saying that. It's not true. There are tons of white people who don't talk proper English also, or who are undereducated. It's tons of it. Let's stop saying that. We need to help each other. There's a lot of people that need you to lift them up also because they don't know any better. Again, go click the link in the bio, guys. Search for the book. The book is right at the top. It says The Art of Reprogramming a Mindset. That's Q the Boss's first book. I'm officially a published author, guys. I love you so much. Until next time. Matter of fact, let me say this real quick. Go follow me on all social media platforms at QDABOSS516. Go follow the podcast Instagram also at Don't Let That Go Over Your Head Podcast. Again, go follow me at QDABOSS516. Q the Boss 516. And if you're not following, follow right now. Follow, 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 follow. But until next time, you know what we're doing? We ain't letting nothing go over our head. <laughs>